1: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
0: Thanks for coming over. I told Robin this the other day and just thought I'd let you know (laughs) that I... um, am going to downsize and get a smaller place and move uh my clothing business up to the B&B so I'll just I'll just be spending more time up there cool that's good right or is it just because you have to we talked about this before and she's like Cody's not going to care and he's going to be good with it and stuff and I'm like Please say the right thing. Please
1: please give us something he
0: Hello, guys, and welcome back. To another episode of Everyone's Business with Mine. Sister Wives edition for this week. Y'all, they tried to put that bitch in a barn. We gotta get into it, okay? I, what's happening? <laughs> How do they keep making good episodes? I'm like shocked, appalled, horrified, titillated, confused, entertained. Just like thoroughly entertained. And I, I'm blessed. I guess a blessed might be the word. Everybody's blessed except for Mary. But let's get into it. Mary invites Robin and Cody over, right? We know that she just dropped the bomb, if you want to call it that, to Robin last week that she was going to be moving her leggings business, her clothing company, up to the Haunted Mansion where she could be able to run both businesses more smoothly without having to go back and forth between there and Flagstaff, right? She invited Robin to come and play as translator for uh, Cody and her. I'm not really sure why, but whatever. Robin says she always wants to be supportive of Cody and his relationships with any of the wives. But Cody's like, I never know why Mary's calling me. You know, but it's just just college. She's like, hey, can you come over? I got something to say. And it's just like, whatever. Fine. I'll leave it at that. Like the man could not care less couldn't care less. The interesting thing, did you guys notice that they get there in separate cars but Cody makes up some excuse about like wanting to hide his bald spot on camera. So he goes back to the car to get his glasses so he can like form a headband out of it. But when Robin knocks on the door, Cody's not there yet so Mary is yelling from the inside, come in but she waits for Cody to open the door for her to let them both in, which just feels very why these two work for me, one of the many reasons Mary says in a confessional I don't think that Cody's gonna care but it is gonna be a slap in the face of like the realization that like it would be cool if he cared but like Honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. So when Cody sits down, or when he gets inside, rather, he doesn't even want to sit next to Mary. He's already like, how can I figure out the furthest possible chair? Can I sit here? Because I don't want to sit in the, between the middle of you. Please, God, let me just sit at the the farthest chair over to the left. So he sits down there, and Cody says in a confessional that he and Mary don't have a marriage. And Robin's sensitive to that. So, like, what happened in Christmas? She's keeping her... uh six feet from Cody so that their sexual passion and and, um, chemistry doesn't just ooze out of them. Like, what are you guys doing that's so horny when the other wives aren't around that you guys really have to be so mindful of not doing it in front of of them when they are around? It's it's very awkward and, and, like, I don't want to know the answer, but it's out there. I, I raised the question and I have to be... You know responsible for that so this goes into a conversation of like how the family has always kind of operated really not even just regard to how they show pda but just with regard to everything like this could definitely be a conversation a larger conversation as to like what the family is like as a whole they kind of have this thing that's a problem but nobody really wants to get into it and like everybody wants their little piece of the pie but they also are upset when somebody gets... It's just like a very complicated thing so they don't talk about it at all and just like well we're just gonna let this thing fester and be weird. Mary does say in a confessional like when you know the 17 minutes throughout the 17 years that she and Cody were together that they were on good footing she was actually totally fine with him being affectionate with other wives because they were in a good place with each other. Like there was a security there but... How basically they just kind of came to the conclusion where it just is going to be better overall for them to be a little bit more conservative, a little bit more reserved around the other wives. So yeah, she also brings up a point of, it's kind of interesting to her now that Cody seems to have such a big issue with it when that, that was the decision that they had kind of made as a family. But anyway, Mary's, you know, awkward as she always is. Is everything good? And Cody's like, yeah, I think so. Robin says things are not good. Things are not good in a confessional. And I'm, I'm really struggling with it. What what it is, we'll never know. But she's going to cry about it anyway. And then Cody says it's just really awkward because the only relationship that he has right now is with Robin. But they're never ever allowed to be in love or to find solace within each other because of this quasi-plural marriage mess that's been going on. But now that everybody's leaving... They still kind of feel like they can't expose their place of solace or their love for each other in any way. It's just not a safe place for them. Like, they're truly the Bonnie and Clyde of, like, bullshit. Like, so in Cody's mind, is what I'm thinking, even though people are leaving the family because they're clear on the fact that Robin is the only person that he loves, they're somehow in Cody's mind not able to express said love even though it's so obvious that... People are leaving because of it. And that's also everybody else's fault. But, but it's like, if a wife leaves, is anybody there to see the affection between Robin and Cody? You know what I mean? I don't think so. I do wonder if this is part of like him talking to us as the audience of like, the wives are leaving because of, a, of Robin, or we think so, or we know so. But now we can't, like, show our love and how we hold each other and find solace in one another. We're just like, spooning each other all the time. Finding finding a home in each other's... We can't express that. And that's their fault because they figured it out. So so finally, Mary spits it out that she's going to be downsizing over there in Flagstaff. And Cody just smiles and goes, cool. That's good, right? Or it's because you have to. So Robin looks at him like... Ugh. Foiled again. And then she says in a confessional that when she spoke to Mary before, she said, like, Mary told her Cody wouldn't care and that he'd be totally fine with her leaving. And now she's, like, telepathically trying to send him messages of, like, please say the right thing. Please give her something to hang on to. And then she gets to tearing up for reasons unknown. So Mary then, it's, like, so awkward. It's like, I'm sorry, Cody. I'm distracted by your ring. And then we see he's got this honking, like, football tournament. Sized ring, uh, high school football, not NFL, and that has now replaced the clotter ring that they all got as a family when Robin joined and got married. Y'all did your Googles and found out that it is a David Yerman ring from the, the Petrus collection. And that's P E T R V S. So you know it's like ancient or whatever. And to the surprise of nobody, what have I been saying? Cara Berry, right once again. I've been saying that this bullshit is a Mojo Dojo Casa house. And what's on that ring? A fucking horse. <laughs> Unbelievable. Also, it's like $1,000. Where the fuck is Cody looking at com? Y'all are just up there, sitting in that house, just going from one jewelry dealer to art dealer to the next and just like, charge it. And y'all better hurry up, because Mary's uh, clothing business is about to run dry in terms of uh, us being able to tap this as a resource. So get another ring. Get another David Yurman bracelet. Let's do this, girlies. So honestly, as is kept. I'm kind of on Mary's side of this, because she's like, what, should I not have said something about it? And Cody's like, oh, you know, it's a ring. And Rob's like, yeah, like it's a cool ring, right? Like, yeah, it's cool, right? Now, y'all, come on. Like, you should have known that this is going to be awkward. Cody says in a confessional, it's just so ironic that Mary would be distracted by a ring. Why would it be ironic, Cody? Tell us, please. But he seems flabbergasted. Like, like she would notice. But again, I'm on Mary's side. Like, it's weird that he would be so awkward about it. Because if you don't want me to bring it up, then don't wear it to my house. That big ass ring. Replacing... The wedding ring that you've had for years. Like, yeah, I would have brought that up too. <laughs> Especially because y'all are not coming with good excuses. Like, y'all know, y'all were reading poetry to each other one day. And, and he was reading you from uh, Ulysses or whatever. And, and y'all got all loved up and horned up in each other. Finding solace in one another. And got some rings. She probably has one too. And she probably just didn't wear it. Probably in her pocket right now. Check the pockets, Mary. Check the pockets. Anyway, over elsewhere in Flagstaff, Garrison bought a house. And Janelle and Christine are going to visit because Gwen, who we have to remember is Christine's daughter, and Gabe, Gabe and Garrison are Janelle's kids. They're all thinking about moving into the house together, which Christine is not into. Because... We all know, politically, they're on very different sides of the aisle, and they both have dogs and and just, like, animals. It's just, like, a mixture of things that don't seem like they're going to go well. And I think Christine might be right. But they're going through and touring the place anyway, and Garrison's explaining you know one of the rooms is smaller but it's got more closets and then vice versa it's like a bigger but less closets and Gwen makes a joke about like oh you know because she came out as bi a couple seasons ago I may need to compensate because um for the closet because I already came out and then she does this like little hey <laughs> and these people are so hetero like god bless us everyone we need to be saved as hetero people um but it took them a second to realize what she was saying before they all laughed anyway it was funny to me Gabe says in a confessional that at this point, it kind of feels like the families all jump ship in different lifeboats. But Janelle and Christine's kids have kind of stuck together. And as long as they can maintain a functional relationship, it gives him a lot of hope. But Christine is still very worried about them all living together. She's like, listen, I mean, they functioned as like siblings, like full siblings before. But frankly, it's not a matter of when they're going to fight. It's or not if, but when they're going to fight. And you know, sometimes siblings can move in and, like, they're totally fine. Sometimes they can't. Will it hurt them permanently? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Back to Cody, he says that he feels like the B&B is Mary's safe space. Like, you know, Robin's got him. He's got Robin. Mary's got the Haunted Mansion. So, moving the business up there seems like it makes sense to him. It's like a natural course of action. So, he asks... Are you moving because you're having a hard time getting help with the haunted mansion? And she's like, like since your mom passed. And she's like, no, I just like it's so much time going back and forth. I just can't focus on one or the other. So I just need to put them in the same place. So Cody says in a confessional, I wonder if I'm supposed to be reading in between the lines here. <laughs> like I can't tell if she's saying, hey, I'm moving. So they're they're like that I'm supposed to be like, no, please don't. Stay here, but I don't see her that often. So, like, I'm not going to try to act like we're getting back into the marriage full-fledged. I think I see the writing on the wall, and I'm just literally waiting for her to catch up. Sad. 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 (laughs) This is so sad and so bad. So, he asks about these, like, clothing racks. Like, how are you going to be using these random clothing racks to take the clothes up to Utah and she's like no and he's like well it was a good idea you didn't done that before and she's like no they don't really fit like that basically this brings up a memory for Cody where they were at some kind of sale years ago she put the racks like that in a, in the back of a van and I guess towards the end of that day a woman bought all the clothes that's the story That is the story. Mary doesn't even remember this. Mary, who's holding on to literally any scrap of thing that she can find in this relationship, she doesn't remember. But then Robin says in a confessional, see, this is why I wonder if there's something still there. He's talking about something that happened five, six, seven years ago. And I don't know, you just don't remember that stuff if they're not somebody important in your life. So I've been wondering, like, what is all this hope that Robin's been having? This? This is what you've been holding out hope for. Because you heard a story in which Cody has a memory from Rob for, of Mary from five years ago. And therefore, love is flickering somewhere deep within him. But I heard a story about how he sold a bunch of shit out of the back of a van, which sounds like a hero story for for Cody, the salesman. And it had nothing to do with Mary. Mary doesn't even remember. Mary's probably in the bathroom. Mary's probably talking to somebody else. Mary probably wasn't even there. And this is what you've been hanging your square hat on. I'm making fun of her head shape. That's wild, girl. Like, does she not understand how brains work? Like some some things just stick, girl. Like, I couldn't tell you the random shit that I remember from from seven years ago. Does this mean that I love anybody, girl? So Robin tells Cody that, like, the news of Mary moving kind of freaked her out. Like, she tells him, I was stressed out because I was worried, like, we'll just have to figure out a schedule. And Cody looks confused because he's like, girl, we don't see her anyway. What schedule? And Robin goes, like, well, you know, in order for us to see each other, we'll have to figure it out. And Cody's like, yeah. mm -hmm." (laughs) Mm-hmm. But then he says in a confessional that Robin and Mary are still talking like they're all in this together. As a family of three. And from what he's gathering. Robin is saying that. Mary has to be around. Because this is your wife. But from his perspective he's like. I just don't need that kind of pressure from you Robin. <laughs> and this just like. Proves everything that we already knew. Just a confirmation that. Cody and Robin don't have these like. Grand co- conversations about Mary. He's not like getting a glint in his eye, waxing about the future and like they're coming out of the front porch and waving across the street and there's Mary with her cup of coffee waving back. Like, this is not happening. You're you're making this woman, you sicko, stay in a relationship because he has a random memory from them being together seven years ago at a trade show. And a memory that has nothing to do with Mary, other than he was there for something that had to do with her. <laughs> You're sick. But then happens says in a confessional that there's a lot going down and it's just very frustrating to watch them do it. Cody and Christine. Cody with Janelle. And she has no say or no influence and it's just like, Mary's here. And she's still trying to hang on and she just feels like there's so little left. Now she's trying to show Mary that there's still some hope, but Cody's not helping. And it's just frustrating. And sometimes, you know what, you guys, sometimes it feels like a deal breaker for Robin. Okay, well, we'll see about that. But we'll see about your dill being broken. You're getting your dill broken every night and that's the problem. Back to Christine, she's telling the kids about how she had wanted Janelle to move into the townhouse next to her, but Janelle said no. And Christine says in a confessional, if things are as bad as I think they are between Cody and Janelle, why are you planting your roots? Why not move on? So Janelle says, it is kind of still on the table, but she also kind of lives, wants to live next to Maddie, who's in North Carolina. So then they're kind of talking about just owning multiple properties across the country to kind of bounce around and see the kids over. And then they start talking about the holidays and like the future of the holidays with the family. Garrison offers up his house to have everybody host the next Christmas. So they don't have to get a B and B Airbnb again. And Christine asks them, do you think this is just what it is now? Like separate holidays forever. Garrison says, Christine, wherever you're having Thanksgiving is where I'm going. Period. Right. Christine says in a confessional, listen, I'm not getting together with everybody. I'll hang out with Janelle and her kids, but no, not, not everybody else. And Janelle says that she thinks that now on holidays are permanently altered. They'll never do them together again. Then Gabriel says in a confessional that the reason why he and Garrison are at odds with Cody is because when they tried to express their opinions about COVID, they were met with a wall. There was no dialogue, no conversation. And he thinks that that's really what drove the wedge between them. And then Christine says something pretty insightful, which is that with regard to her kids, they're kind of used to Cody not being in their life as much, but Janelle's kids are feeling it a lot more because he was around them more. Now, simple question as to why that would be a simple answer. Rather the demographic is Janelle's got hella kid, hella boys and one girl and Christine has hella girls and one boy. So Tales of old as time. Remember that time where Cody took like the middle-aged girls, like Aurora, Brianna, Isabel, maybe Savannah, to like a weekend for somebody's birthday. And like it was clearly, Cody had gotten a vacation rental somewhere, and he was like, "Well, I'll just make this into a girls' thing." And also when they um had that those people from UNLV come to study their family, they notice immediately, Cody, you really make a lot more effort with your boy children than you do with your girl children. Have you noticed that? And for him to just be like, well, you know, we'll just, know. we just connect more. Like he never, it's like he. the answer is right there. But the solution is where he loses. It's like, he knows that he does not make an effort with his daughters. He knows that he should. Da, da, da.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Burrow's Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: TBD never happens. Back at Casa de Awkward, Mary and Robin are now having a whole side conversation in front of Cody. He's just standing there, sitting there watching them. As Robin's like, so are you going to address the actual concern you have? And Mary looks at her and is like, what concern, Robin? And then they just stare at each other. And then Mary goes, no, I'm not going to address that. Why would I do that? And Robin goes, well, <laughs> there was something that you wanted to make specifically clear. So, <laughs> Robin, Cody's just watching that. Like, what the hell is going on? So Mary rolls her eyes and is like, fine. I didn't want Robin to think, or you to think, that it's anything related to you and... Robin just looks at her and goes, don't. And then Mary has to look at Robin and being like, why are you so weird? Which is not a question that you ever want Mary asking you, you know? Because that's embarrassing. Robin says in a confessional that she wants Mary to tell Cody that her moving doesn't mean that she's not still committed to the family. So they're going back and forth as Cody's still watching them. And Mary goes, well, I'm not the one who's here finalizing anything, Robin. And then Mary says in a confessional... I don't have a problem saying it, but I think Cody's going to have a hard time hearing it. Define hard time. I think you do have a problem saying it because you know that Cody's not going to give a fuck. You can already sense this because when you gave him the news of you moving the business up, he's like, yeah, cool. Next, anything else said on the docket, bam? He's not going to have a hard time. What would he have a hard time hearing? What would be difficult? What about you leaving? Would be difficult for Cody to hear. Quickly, so finally Mary says, "It. This doesn't mean I'm leaving the family or or you. It really is purely a business thing." And Cody looks down, can't even make eye contact with her, and just goes, "Hmm." But <laughs> in a confessional, he goes, "Okay, good on you, Mary. It has no effect on me, actually." So then he asks Mary, like, is this just about business and like you're living there and doing business on the side? Like, is this a passion project? The the haunted mansion? Like what's going on? Right. So Robin goes, I'm going to say this, Cody, and you're going to download it into your hard drive. Okay. This is sentimental and it doesn't matter what it is. So Cody says, yeah, no, I understand that having the house is important. I always knew that, but like, then he says in a confessional, even though I never agreed with her getting the house, I do think in retrospect that it was probably a good idea because it gave her mom some, like, great final years, right? So I'm not complaining about that. I'm just wondering, like, what she's doing. And in my head, I'm wondering why she's even living in Flagstaff. <laughs> oh, Mary says she thinks that he's not getting something. And Cody's like... Sorry, Robin tells her, well, just say it to him. But Mary says, well, I can't. And then she goes on to say, you know, since day one, I didn't buy the house to move out and leave the family. It was never my intention. It always felt like that's how you guys all felt. And it's like, well, yeah, they did. Because this also happened around the time that you were putting the banana against your lips suggestively. And you had that catfish that you were like ready to leave seven minutes into your conversation, your first conversation. And you also kept doing these like annoying breadcrumbing things of like, don't be surprised if I'm just not here anymore. Or, well, I don't really know if if y'all, what if I just disappear? one day. I might just up and disappear. Like, and then, so yeah. But you would, i like, everybody thought I was leaving and I was never gonna do that. I, I don't know why you guys think that. Girl, girl, let's not, let's not rewrite history here. And then the funniest thing happened and I don't know what Mary thought but it was so sad. It's one of the more sad things that Mary's done and, you know, that's a hard pill to swallow. So, cody's like i'm just telling her to move in and use it more use the house more but robin's like no but she doesn't want to move in she wants to run her business out of it mary says in a confessional i'm still getting the house in flagstaff i'm just getting a smaller house i'm still gonna live there and guess what sometimes people have two houses and guess who those people are polygamous men they have multiple homes and they live in both of them usually (laughs) She really thought she ate that. And it's like, every word that you said is more sad than the last one. So, God bless her. Mary then says that she's going to be living out of a room. And Cody's like, I understand. But in confessionally he goes, I don't understand. Maybe I'm confused because, like, she's going to be taking up a room that's supposed to be let out. She's not moving into it, but she'll be running her business there. And the only reason why she has space in Flagstaff is for a remote relationship With me and Robin. (laughs) And remote can mean so many things. I was thinking, like, what does he mean remote, like, as in we don't see each other face to face? Yep, could be that. Remote, as in there's a remote chance in hell that we'll ever be hanging out with each other. Yeah, it could be that, too. (laughs) That's sad, baby. That's sad. Mary does say, like, why does he care about what room I sleep in? Because he hasn't cared about that in the last decade. So why now? Which is like another reason why, I don't know why you're telling him any of this in the first place, Mary. He doesn't care. Hasn't cared. Not gonna care in the future. But anyway, she's like explaining obviously when my mom was running the place, she had a space that she stayed in. Clearly my mom's not using it anymore, so I'll be staying where she stayed. So Mary says, ultimately she doesn't know what to do with the house. But she always said, like, since back when they moved out of Utah, that she never wanted to live in Utah. She never wanted to do that once they left. And how she doesn't want Cody to think that she just gave up because she still has hope, okay? And with the business and the house, and and she doesn't know. And then it causes, she starts talking about how, like, all this stuff is causing her anxiety. And she just starts crying. But I just feel like, he, he, you're not crying because you're overwhelmed. You're crying because this is not going the way that you thought it would. Because she says in a confessional, I was hoping that he would care more. I didn't think there was anything specific that I wanted him to say. I just wanted to have an air of caring. And the air wasn't there. And the conversations like this basically are just like, go ahead, Mary. Just live your life on your own like you've been doing. Because nothing else is going to change. Yeah, Mary. (laughs) Yeah, Mary, and I feel for her, I do, because I've definitely been in a situation where a man just, like, doesn't want you, and it's clear, and you're, like, hoping that if I just say this one thing again... And if I say it in the right way or the right tone or the right emotion and inflection, then maybe he'll get it. Maybe he'll do that thing that I've been hoping for. And it doesn't happen. And you can sit here and say, like, I didn't have any hopes for whatever. But it's like, and there wasn't anything specific that I wanted him to say. But, girl, Mary, you've been running this shit in your head since... You knew that you had to have this conversation and that's exactly why you wanted Robin here because you knew that in some way that she might be able to help you into this situation or she might be able to be like your translator whatever your spokesperson to be able to get into his head that like she really wants to be here and here I have this um co-sign by your favorite wife see So don't act like you didn't have any expectations, girl, or whatever. You absolutely did. And you're sitting here like a honey-baked ham on Easter. Looking goofy. Okay, you guys, I'm so sorry about the noise. Every time I pause, the noise stops. And then every time I press play, they're like, Oh, Kara's recording again. Let's do it. So so I'm sorry. I'm trying my best to just duck and dodge all these ambulances that are popping off right now. But... So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like Mary's like, I, I feel bad for her because I've been in this situation before, but I'm also frustrated because I'm like, you look so stupid. <laughs> Snap out of it, girl. <laughs> look, uh, Robin says in a confessional, excuse me, Cody says in a confessional, what I see here is Robin being an advocate of me and Mary and our reconciliation in our marriage and they're making me feel very uncomfortable. I've got one wife that I've got a great relationship with, and I'm afraid if I abandon these women that she'll lose respect for me. Which sounds like he's saying two things. Like, first of all, they're freaking about right now because Robin does not talk to Cody in their private time, of which is 90% of the time they're together. They don't talk about when they're being solace. Solace is for each other. Being each other's solace. They don't talk about Mary they'll talk about like her stay around he'll he'll throw up a random memory from 17 years ago and you're like oh okay well that means that he likes her and that's what's been happening and you've been building up this buttercup poor mary all on this premise and it it's so crazy but i also do not understand if, if if cody can understand that like I think I might lose to one person I actually like if I'm, like, doing fucked up things to the other ones. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so confused. (laughs) I'm so confused. So then we see Christine. She tells us that she's in Flagstaff. But it really just serves for her to introduce that Janelle and Cody are going to be hanging out on Janelle's birthday. Because... Uh, Madison gave her all the tea and was like, told her that Janelle and Cody are going to be hanging out. So Janelle says, I'm confused about this timeline here because Janelle says before the big fight, and I'm guessing she means the big fight during, before the holidays that even before that she was not connecting with Cody. And she was just like really frustrated that he had not been making an effort to see Savannah But also on a superficial level, they can kick it. They can hang out and they can have a good time. So long as she compartmentalizes everything else that she's frustrated with Cody about. (laughs) So he calls and she's like, Well, I can sit there and watch TV on my birthday, or I can hang out with this guy and like have fun, maybe get a little free meal out of it. And she honestly, I think she made the wrong choice, but she's got a film, so there's that. So Christine says to us that they're in an interesting place because As far as she knows, Janelle still kind of wants to be married to Cody, but she also gets the impression that the kids are still pretty frustrated with him. So then Janelle says in a confessional that at this point, she doesn't see them working out at all. But she's got to hold out hope for the possibility that maybe, like, they'll get struck by lightning and the things are fixed. But she's also a realist. So she says, I just hope we can have a nice time because our last interaction... Was the worst interaction. And I don't want any fighting. I just want to celebrate the day. So my confusion is. If she's saying that their last time that they spoke. Was during the holidays. When was this like. Will they won't they reconciliation at the Salsa brava Where she was like. I still want to be separated. Because that seems like a pretty big conversation. That wouldn't be left out of. you, You know. Back at Mary's. Cody's telling Mary like. Mary doesn't know what she wants. Sorry, he's telling us in a confessional. Mary doesn't know what she wants because she's been asking me and telling me stuff. So I'm just going to throw out ideas. And the reason why I'm going to throw out ideas is because Mary doesn't know what she wants. And I don't either. I've been guessing for 33 years because she never knows. So he just starts spitballing. Just (laughs) spitballing. He's so embarrassing. He says, Mary, do you have any like ability to build something on coyote pass real quick like a casita that janelle is planning on doing and mary's like well from what i understand we can't do anything until the property's divided and we've all figured out where we're living so cody explains to her well janelle you know she moved off the property she moved into an apartment and out of the rv so would you want to maybe like live in the rv by chance i'm not pushing it i'm just asking Mary says in a confessional, hell no, I don't want to live in an RV. And then Cody's like, listen, Mary, it was hard. It sucked. But it might be different for you because, you know, Janelle had one kid and like three dogs or whatever, but you only have one dog. So Mary says in a confessional, it's like he's saying, hey, Mary, why don't you do this? Because it'll be easier with just you all alone, just one person. And then Robin goes in a confessional, see, this is why I have hope because Mary's still part of Cody's big picture. That's why she's, he's saying things like go build a house on the property because she's still part of his future. No, this is something that he literally just pulled out of his ass three seconds ago. <laughs> That's it. So then Cody is like, okay, I have an idea that might be functional if you want to hear it. And Robin and Mary grab hands like, Oh, here go. Hell come. Right. So then he goes, I want to (laughs) build, I want to build an apartment out there. And like, I want a place where I can put my car that I only drive during the summer, my stuff. Cody says in a confessional, it's like in his mind, a big garage or like a barn with a loft space on top. So he's like explaining to them, like, it's just going to be a big metal building that they're going to throw it up super fast. He'd have to get a permit for the loft, but like she could live there and it's got like, you know, kitchen, shower, whatever. And he looks around the kitchen that they're standing in and he goes, you yeah, know, it'll it'll be like this big. But it'll have everything that you need. The so Mary says in a confessional, so basically he wants to put me out there with the extra stuff that he doesn't want to see or deal with or have room for. The car, the storage, the Mary. <laughs> yeah, Mary. That's what we've been screaming at you for years. You should have gotten out at least four years ago, where he doesn't have to keep cucking you over and over to uh, national television. You could have avoided all of this, but you wanted you put yourself in that barn, ma'am, because you, you could have left years ago. So he says, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just, like, overwhelmed because, you know, Janelle moved out of the RV and Christine's gone, and now he's got all this extra stuff and he doesn't know where to put it, so it needs to go into storage, right? So Mary says... I get that he thinks that he's being gracious and like brilliant, but it's just insulting. So Mary says to him, I just think it would make sense for me to have a smaller house, not the RV. And Cody says in a confessional that there's just been a lot of confusion as to where he's at with Mary, but the writing on the wall has been obvious to him. And when he tries to go there with her, he gets resistance. So it's really not fair to either of them. But if she wants to live in this denial, he can live there with her. (laughs) Well, it's like, why don't you just be direct then? Like, we technically have seen him be, like, mostly direct. At their last anniversary where he was like, I'm not coming. You're waiting for me and I'm not coming. But I just feel like, just say it. Why would you want to live in denial with her? That's evil. That's really evil. So Cody says... Don't worry, Mary. I know you're not trying to leave. I I understand it. Okay. I'm already upset about it. Mary says, I I knew I went into this knowing that that Cody wouldn't give a rat's ass. So uh, him saying that he's not concerned about me leaving is because he's not concerned with anything that has to do with me. And then Robin says in a confessional, this was so sick, that Mary can be in this dark place and she'll ask why is she still trying and how... Robin, gracious as she is, was like, if you don't want to be in this Mary, I want you to be happy. I don't want to be selfish. But Mary is the one who's telling her, Don't ever say that to me again, Robin. And I need you to tell me that there's always hope. I need you to always be fighting for our relationship because there's days when I'm too weak to continue to fight. And I need someone. And, and Robin says, and I said, Okay. <laughs> it's like, when did this this conversation probably had
1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
0: Moonpig.com And she's now acting like she's been holding the, the torch for them this whole time. I believe that Mary said this, but I also believe that Mary said this a long time ago like a long time ago and you're just like pulling up your memories from five six seven years ago and making them current because mary says in a confessional i wish he saw some value in me but he doesn't he wants me to put he wants to put me in the loft of his barn dominium you know (laughs) so the episode ends even more awkwardly if you can imagine it with Janelle and Cody's birthday date and he's telling us on the way to pick her up that he got reservations at the best restaurant in Arizona. More on that later. So they've been separated for like four months now and he's like, we're just going to go out and see how we're doing. But then he says in a confessional that we're in different places and we have different points of view, but she's talking about not reconciling, but I don't know why we can't, which means I'm clueless as to what the real problem is. So it's complicated. It's not complicated. Have you ever tried asking these women why they're upset? Because you just like, well, I don't know what this woman's yapping about. What is she crying for? I don't know. And so therefore, there's no issue, and therefore, I'm confused. <laughs> it, it like easily he just pussy pops right over everything. Just like, well, I don't. I've done nothing. So I don't know. I haven't asked her. So therefore, I'm not sure what her issue is. So. She wants to leave, but I don't understand why. So therefore, that's it. I don't know. I can't tell you. And then he says something in the car on the way about how it's a weird place to be when you're getting a divorce while you're sleeping with your wife and lover. And then he giggles about talking about having sex. And then he says, you know, in this case with Janelle, I see potential for us to keep this relationship up, but we have to unwind the past and figure out what our relationship is now and then Janelle says neither of them are making any moves to try to fix anything they're not trying to find a counselor like Cody said he was going to they're just in this place where there's no connection at all but she does still kind of enjoy his company so she's just hoping that this date has the weight of like a second or third date easy breezy no deep conversations so Janelle gets in the car and he's like telling her oh you know if you wanted to go out on your birthday and go to the nicest restaurant where would you go and she guesses mariposa and she gets really excited so i looked up the the, the uh menu to mariposa now he's been saying he's said multiple times that this is the nicest restaurant in the entire state of arizona so arizona uh i guess this is in sedona uh it's a big uh you know spa place like you know I get it it's nice I'm looking at the rest of the the uh, the menu it's a Latin inspired grill it does say uh it does have a, a sticker according to open table if it being the top 100 most romantic restaurant in the U.S. now looking they're like a tapas place they have you know like small plates craft cocktails things of that nature the Most expensive things seem to be, like, $50 for a rack of lamb, which, like, is pricey. I'm not spending $50 on a meal, but the most, the nicest place in all of Arizona, I'm not sure. It does look good, though, but I'm not sure. It also is giving, for those of you Vanderpump Rules fans, like, it looks like Nicolene got into (laughs) this. There's a lot of wrought iron There's a lot of lighting fixtures, but it's not as like busy as a, as a Lisa Vanderpump restaurant. But anyway, it seems like a nice place. He's really excited about going, but he keeps being like, yeah, you couldn't get a reservation there. So like I could, you know, so I'm feeling like the magic man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Then he says that he kind of feels like the guy on the first date who's jonesing. Like, are we going to kiss after this? But Jamel mentions how like on the drive there, she's like, gosh, I wish I had one of those books where like, you know those books where you go on a first date and you would ask each other's questions and and whatever and he's like do you really need a book and she goes well you know like we have to see if there's anything in between us like because we're going to be starting over like if we're going to be doing anything we're going to be starting over and he goes sure yeah and you could tell at this point he was like <sighs> wind wind immediately out of his sails because Cody says in a confessional I dress up nice You know, I I wore slacks and I booked Mariposa specifically because I was looking for an edge. But now there's just another block after another block after another block. And it's just bringing me down one notch after the other. This man thought he could not talk to his wife for four months. Take her to the fanciest restaurant in Sedona. And that would be it. That would be it. You have not made any strides towards getting a counselor or therapist to talk this out. You're confused, but you're like, I put some chinos on. Why don't you love me? (laughs) Janelle says in a confessional that she really does not think that there's much of a path forward for them because he thinks very differently. So does she. He's also really wrapped up in the kids at Robin's house. He and Robin think alike. They want the same kind of life. And she's just looking for a relationship where she's equally considered. So she says, you know, I think we should maybe just turn the GoPros off. So they turned the cameras off in the car. And she says, I just didn't really want to have, like, the intrusiveness of the cameras. I was just trying to have a good time. But she tells us the day was nice. They liked to both look at art. The meal was good. At one point, she... Slipped his, her hand into his cause she was just like out of muscle memory, but it didn't feel right. So she took her hand back, but it was like, fine. They went home and that was kind of it. And then Cody says, I don't know why we can't reconcile. It was a fight. We've had worse. So we're separated. We've had other separations, but then Janelle says there just isn't anything there anymore. Our relationship has been unraveling for years. But Cody says, I've been in love with her before. So I can be in love with her again. I just feel like we need to reestablish trust and I want to feel like a person to her, not an object, not a man of pecs and a six pack abs, a real boy. (laughs) Well, that won't be happening. All right. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back next week. Bye.